All right, gang. So Q&A time. Thank you to everyone who sent questions in this week. First up, we've got a question from Rich, who is also known as Jim for reasons that I really don't know and doesn't really make sense to me. But anyway, his question is, Salt, how bothered should you be? Followed up with, if you sweat a lot from cardio, should you replace it? And how do you know if you're deficient or if you're overdoing it? So let's just start off nice and simple with the RDA in the UK. So recommended daily allowance, that is going to be six grams of salt per day. That's what you recommended to have. And that's a good recommendation if you're a regular person in the UK. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not the regular person in the UK. You're probably a lot more active than them which means that you will potentially need a little bit more salt, okay? The reason for that is that within salt, you basically got two compounds. You've got sodium, which is around 40% of it, and uh, chloride, which is about 60% of it. These are two of your electrolytes, okay? And the sodium in particular is important as it's considered the electrolyte, which will help with things along the lines of muscle contraction, fluid regulation, blood pressure, those sorts of things as well. So, Regular people are recommended to keep their intake to six grams per day because of that kind of fluid regulation and blood pressure piece, mainly because the modern Western diet is often very high in salt, making it easier to overconsume. And then when you have too much of it, that can bring your blood pressure up and blood pressure is something that is very common in most of the population and we're trying to keep it down. So it's a very solid recommendation in that regard. But active people may need a little bit more for the muscle contraction piece because we are actively exercising most days of the week. So, and that's especially true when you sweat a lot um, because you will lose sodium within your sweat along with the other electrolytes, uh, electrolytes that are involved in that as well. So, you know, if you go for a hot sweaty run on a hot day and then you kind of take your clothes off and you leave them to dry in the bathroom somewhere and you come back to them, they've got that kind of white powdery sort of residue on them. That is literally kind of salt and electrolytes that have been sweated out and they've just kind of dried onto your clothes sort of thing so those need to be replaced okay and it can be replaced by salt in your food or it can be replaced with an electrolyte supplement which is normally a sports sort of drink um if you replenish your electrolytes that's going to help prevent dehydration loss of performance slow down the onset of fatigue and then also prevent cramping which would be the most common symptom that you get so if you are too low in your electrolytes, you'll probably be quite aware of it. So cramping is the most common thing. This is something that I experienced kind of halfway around my ultra trail marathon that I did. I got to a second set of steep steps down by Chapman's Pool on the south coast. If you're aware of it, they're steep as all hell. And halfway through, my quads absolutely locked up pretty much 100%. I felt that this was coming on the horizon. And fortunately, just before I got to those second steps, there was... Uh, an aid station and I took on about a litre, maybe a litre and a half of water with electrolytes in it. Just in the time between that aid station and those steps, it didn't get enough time to get into the muscles that moment in time. Fortunately, I was with my wife, Kate. She's a sports masseuse or soft tissue therapist. Um, She helped just massage my legs a little bit, flush out um, what was in there and get the electrolytes in. And the cramps went away and I managed to run a further 24K. So if you are low, you'll probably feel something like that cramps, headaches, fatigue, those sorts of things. But if you get them back in, it will come back very quickly and you can get on with things again. It's a very kind of quick process to get it back in. So that is okay. On the flip side, you can overdo it. I've never known anyone anyone to do it acutely in a kind of athletic scenario by taking on too much uh, electrolytes, too many sports drinks, those sorts of things. But chronically, having too much will be common in the UK, like we said, linking to blood pressure and those sorts of things. So what I would do is aim to stick to your six grams per day within your diet. 
and then for every kind of extra hard prolonged so beyond an hour really sweaty workout it's probably wise to add in some additional electrolytes probably through a drink that's going to be a good idea just to replenish what you've lost in addition on top of those six grams that you're consuming within your diet so hopefully that answers your question okay so next question is from anna she says you mention often that muscles are more expensive to run slash maintain what does that actually mean in terms of calorie intake okay so just looking through current research it's changed a lot recently so the estimations of how many calories muscle burnt was much higher it's been reduced quite a lot recently so the current research suggests that one kilo of muscle burns around 13 calories per day at rest whereas one kilo of fat would burn around four calories per day at rest so that doesn't sound like much but the key points to consider here are that one muscle is three times more expensive in metabolic terms than fat and this is just at rest and as an everyday athlete we don't just rest so when you put in exercise on top that difference is amplified okay so when it comes to exercise and training the muscle cells are actively involved in the exercise they produce the movement at the joints by contracting and relaxing taking our joints through range of motion making us move our body is largely just coming along uh, sorry our body fat is largely just coming along for the ride and providing us with a fuel source that can be potentially used when we are um, exercising but it's not an active component within it so then the maths to figure out exactly how much extra your muscles burn in calorie terms is quite hard but as a rule of thumb it suggested that you'll burn a further kind of 13 calories per kilogram in addition to the original 13 that if you're at rest and that's if you're moderately active so that'd be 26 calories per kilo total per day or 15 to 16 additional calories if you're extremely active so 29 calories total per day when you add that on top of the 13 calories at rest so lots of mass lots of numbers in there but if you are an active person that essentially means that your muscle tissue is around seven times ish more metabolically expensive than body fat and just having it on there so in relative relative terms that is actually quite a lot the only downside to this is that as we know muscle building can be a bit of a slow process so it does take time to reap those benefits but they are definitely worth it plus you get all the additional benefits of having more muscle mass like improved strength training tolerance power injury resilience all of those sorts of things as well so hopefully that answers your question anna and then final question for today is from toby and he is asking which exercise can i do to isolate my pecs i always find that other muscles end up doing the work so this is a great question so the common chest building exercises that you'll see in bodybuilding style programs will be horizontal presses so things like barbell bench press dumbbell bench press incline dumbbell bench press those sorts of things and yes 100 percent, many people will feel these more in muscles like their shoulders or triceps and find that they're the limiting factor and not necessarily the chest and it's not the chest that gets that kind of uh, fatigued feeling feeling like it's really worked getting that pump and that sort of thing the reason for this is that your pec originates or starts quite broadly along the bottom of your collarbone and then along the sternum in the middle of your chest and then it inserts or pulls on the inside of the upper arm so when you are flexing your pecs the action that it's going to create is to adduct the arm or bring it into the midline and also internally rotate that arm as well so bringing it into the midline again in rotation terms 
That does happen in these presses, but so do other movements, mainly elbow extension, um, which is going to involve your triceps quite a lot. And then if that muscle is weaker, that will burn out sooner and that will be the limiting factor. So if we want to isolate the pecs, what we really want to focus on is this adduction movement or bringing the upper arm into the midline of the body, which would traditionally be something like a dumbbell chest or pec fly, which personally just so happens to be one of my least favorite exercises to do. Because when you do these, you'll be lying on your back, you'll be starting in uh, a position with a dumbbell stacked on top of your shoulders, you'll have a slight kink in your elbow, and you're going to open your arms out, okay, and they're going to come wider and wider and wider and wider until you get a nice stretch across the front of your shoulder. At the bottom of that movement, it feels very, very heavy because there's a very long lever coming away from the midline of your body into that weight, into the hand. As you squeeze your pec to bring it back up, you'll notice you get to about halfway and then the movement is much more mechanically favorable. That lever is much shorter. The weight is much closer to the midline of your body. So the final kind of half to a quarter of the movement really isn't anywhere near as challenging as the bottom portion which is why I think they're great for a loaded stretch but I don't think they're that great for actually building muscle and isolating the pecs okay bands will sometimes be used in this as well so tying them onto each side of a rig if you're training in a free weight gym like I do most of the time again I don't really like them because they will emphasize the middle portion because the band will stretch more as you kind of pull into the middle but it's very hard to find a position where you're actually getting everything in the right sort of path sort of movement wise and having the band pulling back in the right direction Cables are slightly better for this because you'll get an even resistance the whole way through the movement because you're lifting the weight stack and it'll be the same weight at the top and at the bottom uh, of the lift. So when you're squeezing in there as well, and it's slightly easier to find a better position in terms of where the um, anchor points are set up on there. So cable flies are a great option. Peck deck uh, is a great machine to use as well. I've got one of these in my training currently at the minute because I am looking to build a little bit of muscle. Really nice for getting a good squeeze on, especially if it's a well, uh, well-made machine and the movement feels great. So I would definitely recommend using the pec deck. And then a little wild card movement would be a wide ring press-up. So if you're very good at press-ups, you can do them onto some rings, set the anchor points of the rings a little bit wider. So you have to kind of push into the midline um, along the kind of line of the strap. That will be a really nice combination of a press and a fly in between the two. If you want to see what I mean, check my reels on my Instagram. I think it's about four or five reels ago. There'll be a short clip in there. It's not related to that actual exercise, but what I am doing in that video is a wide ring press up. So have a look at that. Give those a try. They're one of my favorite chest builders. Okay. So thank you everyone for your questions. Keep your eyes on my social. So at Coach Ian Wood for the next opportunity to ask yours. That goes out every Monday. And then remember, if you're interested in working with me, just visit www.coachianwood.com. And if you're ready to pull the trigger and become an absolute weapon of an everyday athlete, just fill in the application form and we can go from there. Otherwise, I will chat to you next week.